Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ACAA 1050 AM and Express 106.5 FM. NBC News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. Florida is bracing for Hurricane Ian. The National Hurricane Center says Ian is now a Category 2 hurricane and is currently predicted to strike the west coast of Florida or the Florida Panhandle by Thursday. A significant storm surge event is quite possible for portions of the west coast of Florida. Very, very vulnerable to storm surge. It's already reached winds of up to 100 miles per hour. NASA's DART mission is a success. The space agency intentionally crashed a small spacecraft into an asteroid Monday to test the interplanetary defense system. The spacecraft, traveling more than 14,000 miles per hour, hit the asteroid located nearly 7 million miles away from Earth. Researchers will measure whether the probe will alter its orbit. The January 6th House Committee is convening for another public hearing Wednesday. Wednesday. Committee members are promising new information on last year's attack against the U.S. Capitol. No witnesses have been announced. It'll be the committee's ninth public hearing and the first since late July. Starbucks says it's ready to start contract negotiations at hundreds of U.S. stores next month. Brad Ford reports. Starbucks has sent letters to 238 stores with a proposed three-week window in October to start negotiations. All of those stores have voted to unionize this year in elections certified by the National Labor Relations Board. The stores are located in 36 states. Starbucks says they look forward to negotiations. Union officials are more skeptical. Starbucks has opposed unionization of its over 9,000 company-owned stores in the U.S. The 2022 midterm elections are shaping up to be one of the most expensive campaign seasons ever. Political campaigns have spent almost $6.5 billion on ads, which surpasses both the 2018 and 2020 election cycles. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Poseidon Valley Tree Service reminds listeners that during these trying times, blood supply levels are critically low, making blood donations essential. Take the time to donate blood today. Visit redcross.org to find a location near you or call 1-800-RED-CROSS and schedule your donation today. This reminder, courtesy of Poseidon Valley Tree Service, proudly serving the area with their full range of tree service for over 15 years. For tree trimming and service, mulch installation, and more, call 909-855-0264. That's 909-855-0264. Or visit Tree Service. ServiceLakeArrowhead.com. That's Poseidon Valley Tree Service. On the air because they care. As a small business owner or decision maker looking to start a new business, are you frustrated with having to handle all the administrative business for your company? A constant turnover of bookkeepers and staff to keep the business running and out of trouble while you are trying to grow your company? You can't do all this paperwork and expand your business too. Executive Services can provide your company with chief financial officer services, including tax return preparation and advice, bookkeeping, financial statement preparation and analysis services, loan package preparation, payroll, marketing services, notary services, new business formations, business liability insurance services, and an on-call CFO to help you with any business questions or issues you run into. Call Executive Services at 800-707-1477 now to get your company organized and have a peace of mind. For only a couple of hundred dollars a week, you can have an experienced CFO on-call to handle all of your company's administrative issues and problems. Call 800-707-1477 or visit the Executive Services website, www.xscbs.com for more information. 
This segment is sponsored by the Cala Mesa Event Center, and we thank them for their community support. The Cala Mesa Event Center, formerly the Cala Mesa Country Club, supports not only this radio station, but fun along with great memories in your future. They're ready for your special event. If you're looking for a sophisticated and friendly place to hold your special wedding, anniversary, birthday party, fundraiser, and more, then you need to contact the Cala Mesa Event Center. For a no-fuss, smooth event, contact Lori at 909-553-2619. That's 909-553-2619. Or Google Calamesa Event Center and get ready for fun. Come to Hooters where there's no such thing as a party of one. Located with a 60 and the 215 meet in Riverside, near Merino Valley. For more info, Google Hooters Riverside. There's only one thing you think of when you think of Hooters. Wings. Wait, what? With more styles, better flavors, and fresher wings, you could only be in the original American wing joint. Get them smoked, bacon-wrapped, original style, and now introducing new roasted wings. Roasted crispy to seal in the flavor and seal out half the calories. One taste and you'll think of nothing else. We'll see about that. Come to Hooters where there's no such thing as a party of one. Located with a 60 and the 215 meet in Riverside, near Merino Valley. For more info, Google Hooters Riverside. There's only one thing you think of when you think of Hooters. Hooters, the original American wing joint. This is KCAA. San Bernardino County Radio Show on KCA NBC 106.5 FM, 10.50 AM, where we will talk politics, culture, and history before we get into this great uh, show about our school board and school districts. Um, I will talk uh, a little bit about our sponsors, um, uh, Celebrities Bar and Grill over on 40th Street. Please go over and visit Max and his wife Zoe. They work hard there. They do a lot of things for the community. They've been working with Cajon High School um, football team to get them some extra money over there on certain days. So just go on in there, have a have a steak, uh, have have a virgin margarita like me. You know I like those virgin daiquiris too. They're good. So uh, head on over there, have a burger. He's got. He says he has the best tacos in town. Um, I'm not totally convinced, but they are good. But uh, um, just go in there and tell them Robert Porter sent you, and uh, Max Iyer will take care of you. That's for sure. I'd also like to mention, how do I uh, request city services in the city of San Bernardino? Well, you have three choices. You can contact them online at sanbernardinocity.org slash sbaccess. Or you can use the mobile app, Go San Bernardino City, and you can um, find connections for the links for that app um, online. And then also you can just call them and call 909-384-7272 and say, Hey, I got this pothole that's been messing up my tire. There is all kinds of trash on the corner by these apartments or uh, in front of this business. Or, oh man, um, these trees are out of control over here. The branches might fall on some kids. We really need to take care of them. Or um, the, the, the area where there used to be grass is all dead and it's dirt and it needs to be fixed or plate replaced with uh, drought-resistant plants. Um, whatever you feel that is um, on city property and needs to be fixed, 
We need to call, team. We can't expect city staff to be able to do it all themselves. They need direction from us. This is, you know, 62 square miles of San Bernardino. It's a huge spot. So, like, there's lots of areas that the city staff may not even think to go to. So, yeah, you know, you, I don't always like to mention this, but, like, I, homeless encampments can be called on to. Um, they do need help, and we need to figure out a way to help them. But they also shouldn't be, like, we have, we've been having a problem lately with um, them yelling in the middle of the night all night long. And every dog in the whole neighborhood is barking. And they just, like he's on drugs or something, or she's on drugs, and they just yell all night long. And that's not something we should have to deal with. That's a mental issue, Mm -hmm. and um, that's something worthwhile to call about. Also, them trashing everything. I see some neo-hunter-gatherers or homeless that keep their areas nice and clean. It is possible. But some of them just trash it and make it look like uh, the dump right there, right? Mm-hmm. So it does need to be cleaned up. Now, they're smarter than uh, most of our enforcement now, and they realize that they can just move over onto Caltrans land, and they can't be messed with after. So they get the three-day notice, they move to Caltrans. But at least that area where they were at is moved out of, and they can clean it up, mm-hmm. and which is not a good job. So you see those people um, uh, for the Quality of Life team. You thank those officers. You thank those city workers. You thank Burtech for doing that because they are picking up buckets of crap. No joke, crap. They are picking up um, all kinds of needles and digging through dust that's filled with urine and feces. I mean, this stuff can be gross. So... Mm-hmm. That's another thing I would like to work on within the city, and I'm going to slowly start to mention it, is that um, Philadelphia has started a program where they put permanent porta-potties across the city. We need a spot where these people can use the restroom. And I've heard every, from the NIMBYs, not in my backyard, I've heard everything about, no, they'll be doing drugs in there. They'll be taking poops and, 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 then, uh, and then passing out with the needles in their arms. They'll be having oh, sex wow. in there, all these things. No, they're doing that already in the open, yeah. right? So, like, if you would rather them not be doing it in the open... You know, maybe we need to figure out somewhere where they can do those kinds of things. I don't know what the answer is. Obviously, all our politicians don't know the answer, or this would be fixed and not be getting worse. But if you travel down um, Highland Avenue in the evenings, it's like you can almost hit a person almost tw- every 20 feet in the middle of the street. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, just imagine having to hit someone by accident, how much it would ruin your life. That they shouldn't have to be out there like that in, in, in a little bit loony. Like, you know, like, so I don't know if it's just the drugs or if it's mental um, issues or the combined, the two, um, but we need to get them help and counseling and, and, and find an effective way for them to get off drugs and have some housing. So uh, we, we need to work on this together, team, and it all starts with these go request services. It really does, by, by calling and letting the city know what's going on, then also go to city council meetings and let our, and let our uh, council members and our county supervisors know, hey, we need to do more about this. They like to push it off on the state. They like to push it off on the federal government. It's no, no, no. It, everything starts locally. And they can do things to get grants from those areas. And they are the ones that should be lobbying the state for these services, right? So, like, it shouldn't be just me going up to Mr. Ramos and asking him, what can we do about the homeless thing? It should be all of our, and I'm sure they do. You know, every time you talk to a politician, they're like, I'm going to fix homelessness. But they've been telling me that for eight years now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Eight years. And then those ones, a lot of those ones are out of office now, and they, nothing happened. So um, don't, you know, if you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk team, seriously. 
Um, the other thing that I'm working on is getting our uh, commissioners here in the city of San Bernardino some type of fair uh, stipend or gas money. If it's just if they can't put us on the roll because they're worried about insurance or something like that, give us a gift card for gas money. You know, we need something to make sure that we have quorum where people have some type of incentive, not just loving San Bernardino like me, who I go to every single one of my commission meetings, but there's a lot of time not quorum. So we can't do the things that we need to do. And there's a lot of commissions here in the city of San Bernardino, and we can at least get a gas card. So I've lobbied every single one of our council members, and I'm going to continue to do it. And I, I don't care what it takes. If they're willing to give themselves a raise, which they held off last meeting um, till bargaining agreements with the mm -hmm. other workers are done, which mm -hmm. is very honorable of them. But and I think they actually there's also an alternative motive as well, maybe with some of them, that they were hoping that the city staff would come back with a full time employment possibility and not mm. just a part time employment possibility, which would be twenty thousand dollars for them. And so they so like I, I don't they didn't say that, but like <laughs> I like, you know, I laser beam on this stuff because I actually fought for them to get a full time uh, uh, salary. Why? Because if they're working full-time for the city, we're getting things done. If they're having to work another job, they're tired doing the city stuff secondary, right? So uh, it should be a full-time job in the huge city of San Bernardino. So uh, um, I'm hoping we'll get all these little things figured out here. And otherwise, I've been proud of the building that's been going on. They're going to put in a Sprouts and a, and a, a Target um, in a Burlington uh, Coat co Factory right over there off of Arden and Guthrie. Mm -hmm. um, we have a new uh, Circle K coming in on the corner of Valencia and Highland. Um, th they're talking about a demolition of the Carousel Mall and getting that whole project moving over there. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of good things going on in the community as for non-for-profits and the Enterprise Building and Downtown Art Walk. And, uh, you know, uh, we have an election coming up, team. Did, did you guys know that was coming up? Absolutely, we know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah um, we, we went through the primaries, right? And now, now we're, we're getting here. into the general election that will be on, is it November? Is it 8th. November 8th this year, Tuesday, November 8th. So um, first I wanted to, to talk to everyone here and uh, uh, get your name and uh, what, what, you're, what you're here for today. So we'll, st we'll start with uh, you, Francisco. Absolutely, Robert. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm honored to be here today. Uh, my name is Francisco Ramirez. I am a candidate for the San Marino City Unified District Board. Um, a little about myself, if I could share. I am a parent of three little ones that attend uh, a school here in San Marino City Unified District Board. Uh, two of my kids have an IEP currently. Um, I actually met uh, one of our teachers today and do some strategies and well, how we could help him to um, better his uh articulation of words and also uh, fluency. Um, so it's things that we gotta work on. Uh, but also, um, like I said, I, I'm a, a double major. I graduated from UC Riverside um, in 2005. It's been a while. Uh, I, I doubled major in sociology administration and a major that I didn't know existed. Um, I major in ethnic studies. Yeah. And currently, I don't know if we know, but Governor Nielsen signed a curriculum that ethnic studies will be implemented, uh, I think, this year. Uh, he signed off last October, so we have an opportunity uh, for the ethnic studies uh, curriculum being implemented in our high school. So I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for the opportunity, Robert. I don't want to take too much time. Um, that, I know that, we have that, that's awesome. That kind of coincides with uh, Mr. Ramos's. Um, be able to bring in local Native American studies mm -hmm. to our schools so they're no longer just learning about other tribes that they right. put in the major uh, textbooks, but which is cool too. I, I, I'd say learn about all of them, but mm -hmm. they're actually learning about the Serrano, the Cuya, mm -hmm. and the Gabrielenos right here from our area. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think that's absolutely awesome and uh, good on you, uh, Assemblymember Ramos. Um, Phil? Hi, everybody. My name is Phil Ugaldi. Um, I have been a teacher in San Bernardino City Unified School District for 15 years. Uh, just recently, I moved to uh, Alvord Unified School District. I was a parent in San Bernardino City Unified for 17 years. Uh, my son just graduated, and he's in the Navy now. Um, I've been a resident of San Bernardino for 21 years since uh, I got out of the Air Force. I uh, went to Cal State San Bernardino uh, for my thank master's. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> no thanks necessary. It's my pleasure. Um, 
I, uh, I've lived in San Bernardino since 2001. Um, and I'm just, I'm here, I was running uh, for board. Um, some things made me drop out of the race. But I'm here as a concerned citizen. I, I feel that we need more teachers to speak up. And we need more teachers that actually live in San Bernardino. And we were kind of having a little conversation earlier about how we need and we would like more police living in San Bernardino. It, it would help out our community. I think we need more teachers involved in what goes on at the district. I, and we need that expertise as far as, I mean, people who are concerned for our children's future. So I'm here as a concerned citizen. And Well, and, well thank you yeah, very much for yeah, coming today. Yeah. Um, Gwen? Well, hello, everyone. Um, I'm Dr. Gwen Dowdy-Rogers. Currently, I am on the Board of Education for San Bernardino City Unified School District, and I'm also running for San Bernardino County Board of Education uh, this November. I grew up my entire life here in the city of San Bernardino. I love, love, love San Bernardino. I am a cardinal for life. Yep, yep. Pirates rule! <laughs> they even combined with us one year, so we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that later. Not um, by the time I got to high school. I, yeah, it was, it was fixed. It was all fixed. But uh, I, um, what brings me into this, I tell people all the time, I am you know, by nature, they will call it a politician, but I'm a public servant. Um, serving is what got me here. Serving as a parent, serving my community, um, and being a voice for those that didn't speak up or was not able to speak up. I, If you saw me back in high school, I was not the same person. I didn't talk much. Um, but flat, fast forward today, watching and seeing and going through corporate America, how some people are, they're not aware of certain things and they don't ask questions. And so that prepped me for being where I am today, not afraid to ask the question, not afraid to stand the line of whatever needs to be done, even when it's not popular. You know, to be, you know, we all heard that back in school, right? You know, sometimes you're gonna have to do things that are not popular. That's true. Yes. You know, when you become a public servant, it's not always going to be popular, but you got to be able to sleep at night and know that that you made the best decision. And I'm a parent. I'm always a parent. Um, you know, my kids articulated through San Bernardino City Unified, just like I did, just like my brothers did. And um, it was good to me. Um, life is okay. Um, I'm not out somewhere not understanding how to read, write, or do arithmetic. And I want the same thing for the students that matriculate through our our entire system. And so now taking upon the county role, it's an expansion. It is an expansion. And I say that because everywhere I go and everything I do will shine a light on San Bernardino. So even at a greater light, even though I will serve uh, Rialto and also serve the high desert, but I will serve the entire San Bernardino County. Can, can I shine a light really quickly on your husband? Uh, yes, you can. Arlington, uh, please tell us a little bit about him. So, you know, Arlington is a uh, army. <laughs> and um, he, same thing, born and raised here. He did go to San G. He didn't. He didn't have the the wonderful pleasure of going to San Bernardino High School. <laughs> but he went. He went to San G. Um, you know, and left here, um, going into the military. And he just recently, I want to say, well, now it's December, so last December, uh, finished twenty years. Um, he was in active, then came back out, did a little reserve here and there, and then I pushed him to the finish line and said, we, we need to do that. But at the same time, he has a passion for San Bernardino, as you know. Uh, whatever he can do, he works in public works. So just what you, um, I commend the work, that through public work, that's the kind of the grimy, dirty work that a lot of people don't really appreciate, but someone has to hands do Hands-on. It. It's hands-on. It's making what we, when we stand on podiums and say, we want a beautiful city, right? That's through the public And, and works. He, he worked hard in getting mm -hmm. uh, grants. Uh, like He Absolutely. just recently had a huge grant for yep. an alleyway mm -hmm. here in San Absolutely. Bernardino, like seven hundred, almost oh, seven hundred thousand. Yeah, yes. like mm -hmm. I'm. Mean, that's a you know, yeah. grants are how is our like yeah. our ex our extra cherry exactly. on top team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, like, so. we make money here in the city of San Bernardino off of permit fees, mm -hmm. off of a few investments, yeah. and sales tax taxes, revenue, taxes. right? Yep, so, revenue. when you get grants, that's like that's extra, plus, plus, you know? Plus, like, so, plus. you got to give love yeah. when people bring in some grants. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, I'll start with uh, with you, Francisco. Uh, can you please tell me uh, – uh, what, what is your favorite thing about the San Bernardino uh, school system? And this goes for city and county. Uh, what's my favorite part of the San Bernardino City Unified District Board? Or, or just the school system the school itself, system? yeah. 
Well, I feel uh, the San Marino City Unified District uh, Board, um, oh, no, the district wide, um, like my school that I take my kids, I think mm-hmm. uh, I have a great connection with our principal. Um, I don't know if I can share, I'm not going to share her name, but she did have a great connection with her. Um, I reach out to her when I have concerns. I'm also set on my kids' uh, school council, uh, where I get an opportunity to talk to her, not just her, but the committee of concerned parents as well. Mm-hmm. And we talk about strategies, w- how the budget is being allocated for the school. That's where I've learned. Yeah. There's a lot of things I can't do because there's a lot of restrictions on how the funding is being spent. Um, a little background about myself. I had the opportunity to run a family resource center uh, mm-hmm. for seven years. During that seven years, I learned about the five protective factors, about how we strengthen our families. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was my job, is to strengthen our families. How we strengthen our families is by uh, knowledge and parenting skills, uh, teaching our kids how, how our parents how to be resilient when their issues come, because we all have hiccups. Uh, we have our troubles, just teaching them how and how to overcome those obstacles. Uh, another thing is dealing with the social-emotional competence of children, which is something that we need and we're working on. Um, I know we've been working on trying to get wellness centers mm-hmm. district-wide. Uh, I think there's a funding kind of challenge that we're having. But that's my. That's why I think I love San Marino like Robert has and then feels. I've been here over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I came from the Central Valley. Um, I grew up in Fresno. Actually, I grew up outside of Fresno. Um, really a migrant farm worker. Uh, I picked grapes all my life, really, with my parents. Uh, so I'm a first-generation college student. So, um, so, so I, I do have a question on, uh, about what you said. So you, you belong to a, um, a, a school board or, like, PTA board? or what, Like, what is that? It's a school council. Okay. Uh, so uh, um, how, how do other parents get involved and become Inter, you know, more interested in their students. Is there, can anyone join this student council thing? I believe your student has to, um, the parent has to, the students have to go to that school, but every school has a school council. Okay, and, and uh, if they wanted to, do they contact the principal? How did you uh, become part of this council? That's the way, it's an election, like anything. I think uh, you, you submit an application that you want to run uh, for school council. I believe they can, choose Can any parent attend yes, these meetings? Absolutely, okay. it's open to the community. Um, I welcome parents to come in. Unfortunately, uh, we don't have so much parent involvement in those meetings where big decisions are being made. Uh, funding so, allocation. So what, what time are these meetings usually? It's are they different at every school, or is it usually in the evenings? I, I can't talk for every school, but I could talk about my school. Okay. And my school, we meet once a month Okay. Um, from 3.30 to uh, 5 o'clock. Um, and usually it's on a Tuesday. Um, but um, obviously every school must be different maybe. Um, and and if they contacted the local principal of that school, they could mm-hmm. find out when those meetings are. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, excellent. Thank you for sharing, sir. Um, Phil, uh, um, what, what, what was your favorite thing when you worked for uh, the San Bernardino uh, Unified School District? That's an easy question. <laughs> um, the, same re- the same thing I like about San Bernardino City Unified School District, and county for that matter, is the same thing I like about the city, or I love about the city. I'm a transplant. I wasn't born here and raised here. I, you know, I'm, I come from Ontario, California, but I fell in love with San Bernardino pretty quick on. It's a, it's a diamond in a rough. A diamond in the rough it's it's like the underdog and i always root for the underdog in the movie you know the the city that people look down on the city that that people have said you know you're from san bernardino and they go oh wow you know how do you do that how do you teach there how do you teach those kids but we have some talented wonderful intelligent kids here in this school in this school district that that are just up and coming just like the city it's like the phoenix rising from the ashes this once great city that uh, that once was like the the gem of Southern California, the hub of Southern California, probably could have been the Napa Valley or I mean any just beautiful tourist destination. It's fallen on hard times, but it's coming back, and I have hope for it. And I think I think that's truly what I love about San Bernardino City Unified. Mm-hmm. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know plug my tennis team in here a little bit. But you know at Indian Springs High School when I was the when I was the tennis coach there. You know, I took a non-tennis playing area of San Bernardino and we and we became a tennis powerhouse. We, you know, we won league uh, two years in a row, 2019-2020, and then the girls came back and won it. And 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 that's what that's the beauty of San Bernardino is that we're the underdog, people are counting us out, but we rise to it and and we succeed. We're a successful place. Uh, um, how would uh, uh, parents locally, if they think that their kid has a talent for sports, 
Um, yeah. How would they uh, go about getting their kids involved in, in the sports system with we, San Bernardino Unified School? We have uh, so through uh, through the city parks and rec, we have Paris Hill Park. We have um, oh geez, let's see, we have the skate parks going on. We have tons of things online. Um, I know you've. So, so like, say the, they're a student, like, should, oh, they, student. should they talk to uh, the principal or should they talk to Could a definitely coach? Talk to, so elementary, middle school, high school all have some kind of after school uh, sports programs. We have it in middle, uh, elementary school and middle school have the CAPS uh, program. So after school for sports and art and any kind of thing like that. And then high school, you have the entire gambit of sports. So contact the principal, just put feelers out there, just... Get your kids and, and and push your kids into sports yes. because it is so good for their discipline. Yes. It's good for their health. It's good yes. for their minds. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, the study after study shows that the more physical exercise that you do, it improves your brain function. So uh, please, if you see some a spark or even if you don't see a spark and you <laughs> want to see a spark, um, get in contact with your school and find out how your kids can get involved in these extracurricular uh, sports activities. Definitely. Um, great. That, thank you for doing that for the kids went with your time when you were there. For sure. Um, um, Gwen, what, what is your favorite thing? So I just have to join in what they said is exactly what they said, which equals to me a community. San, San Bernardino is, is just community. It's a community that I've known Forever, And when I say forever, that means that there were people that were adults that I maybe seen from a distance or my parents knew or my brother knew that now I'm engaged with those individuals or, you know, relatives of those individuals. It's the jewel that we have here. Obviously, our kids are the cream of the crop, right, that we push, that we don't, I tell people, we don't brag enough. We have things that have happened, you know, you can turn the TV like right now, you know, we got someone in the NFL, but we don't brag often enough about that. And I love that we have, when we do have the opportunity to brag, we brag and we brag hard on all of our kids and what every, all the things that we do. But more importantly, I still feel that, that closeness of, of, of family, like doc, the late Dr. Hill was my brother's uh, principles, right? And so then I got a chance to be under her tutelage in a different way. So that's community. That is coming together. Oh, I know that person. Oh, that person is alumni of this. That is why I always tell people that I'm an alumni and especially the students. And they're like, oh, you went here? You know, yes, I did. And what do you want to talk about? Same thing with Valley College. I'm alumni of Valley College. Oftentimes people don't talk about Valley College until in my opinion, are made to talk about it. It is what made me who I am today because I needed that pause. I needed that, okay, let me adjust and then go on and fulfill whatever you need to do. So I tell the kids all the time, you can graduate from Harvard, but you can go to Valley College first, right, for a lot less. And so that's community. Only community talks to you like that versus, you know, you don't have it, so we don't want to talk to you. You know, and that's why I emulate that as well. There, there is no one, I've had the same phone number for 30 years, literally. And when I tell kids that, they're like, what? I didn't know you can have a phone. I didn't say the phone, the phone number. <laughs> right. But um, because I want um, people to always be able to get in touch with me. I don't want to be unavailable. The minute I become unavailable, I feel I will be ineffective. And so I need that touch. What's the best way um, for parents or maybe even a student that's uh, in high school or, mm -hmm. or in Valley College to get involved in the San Rodeo Unified School District community? So it's, it's what was said before is one mechanism. As a parent, that's what got me here today. It was because the relationship with the principal was, what do you want to do? Okay, we have the parent group. And as he mentioned, uh, site council, I really wasn't interested much in site council. I like the other parent groups, you know, the DAC, which is a District African American Advisory Council, where I was able to be in that room and say, okay, where do I fit in? What is the voice? So what is there's, going multiple on? there's multiple avenues right. to go. Um, there's there, ELAC. There's what Eagles about Learner the school board group. meetings? And so, I, I mean, this is my mantra since I got on the board come to the meetings. There is no off limit to the meeting. Whether you want to have something to say or not have something to say, just come. Is it the first Tuesday it's and the, the third? first and third Tuesday. Tuesday mm -hmm. of the month. And we've moved up public comments because, you know, we are talkers. And, <laughs> and so you can come and get your comment in earlier. You can talk about things that are on the agenda when the agenda item comes up. Or you can come and just bring your comment and let us know. That is how we learn. 
And I, I tell people all the time, hearing it, knowing it, there's no way we know everything that's going on as a board member. At least I'll say for myself, I don't know everything. How I get my information is engaging with the community, engaging with parents, engaging with teachers, engage because teachers are also community members. They live here too, right? And so we want to hear their concerns in a different lens as well. And so I just make myself available and say, come to the board meeting. If we're not doing what you're supposed to, we're supposed to be doing, come to the board meeting and tell us. And if you want to know how they're spending the money and want to maybe influence that yes. process, yes. that's where it happens. That's exactly where it happens. Our tax dollars get spent by votes, team. Yes. It yes. just it doesn't you know it just doesn't mm -hmm. magically go places nope. like it is decided. So mm -hmm. if you can influence that process right. um, or, or not, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you still might plant a seed for the yeah. next time. You, you never, never know. know. Yeah. You never know. So uh, that, that's why it takes uh, involvement in going to these meetings. Now I'm bad at going to school board. I, last time I went, it was actually uh, to, to to shun to not shun but give him a little talking to about yeah. history. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I remember that. I but remember. like uh, it was interesting watching the process. And I have watched a few of them online, and I do like the fact that parents – there are parents out there that mm -hmm. really genuinely care what's mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't have to be that hardcore, but you can still get involved right, in, right. and do things uh, with that. Or if you can't do that, you can uh, join the PTAs, mm -hmm. um, uh, volunteer at the school. Um, they A lot of times schools have after-school programs that you can help with. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, just find what your niche is where yes. you can get involved. Yes. And believe me, team, you should know what the name of your principal is of Absolutely. your student's school. Yeah. It, you should know the name of their teachers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, so go to the, what, what's that? What's the beginning one where you go to school and orientation or, yeah, or what's, um, back, there, to school back, night. To school back to school night? Yeah. Like, back to school my night. mama was there. Every you know, time. So I, I have to admit at orientation, when I went to Pacific where uh, freshman year, my mom got all dressed up, look, yeah, got her makeup on and everything and walking me up there. And all my friends ran up to me and I turned around, look, my mama said, mama, will you go home? <laughs> <laughs> that was an involved mama. Yeah. <laughs> My mama turned around, went in the car, but later on she told me she cried because yeah. she realized I grew up. But she did yeah. go with me to yeah. after school night, or yeah, yeah that. Uh, and uh, you know, she went to every single one of those I ever had. So did I. Even yeah. when I was a senior, mm -hmm. she wanted Absolutely. to know what was going on. And my, now my dad, he wasn't as good at doing that stuff, but he did go to my graduation and things like that. He the big events, he was yeah. there. Yeah. So uh, if if both parents can't go because one is, mm -hmm. um, um, you know, the bread earner or the, we're both bread earners, mm -hmm. maybe you can take turns, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. and it. But it is also good if you, there is two parents to both go there mm -hmm. and uh, show support. Support for your kids, mm -hmm. and that shows support for the teacher and the schools. Absolutely, it's, yeah. it was a key for me. I know we we never missed my husband and I. Like he literally would get off work as well, so we were there because we always told our kids that it's us and the teachers and you. We're supporting you. It's like the wraparound system, right? And we did that religiously. Even when I got on the board at the very end when they were graduating, it was like I'm still a parent over anything else. I'm I'm here to hear how we can help and we can work. And parents can volunteer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, so yes. it's not just if you choose not to join a particular group, you can volunteer on the school and even at the schools and learn even more. All right. The next question. What needs the most improvement, do you think, in the San Bernardino Unified School District? Robert, well, that's a great question. Uh, there's a lot of things, I think, areas that we can improve in. Um, obviously, I don't think, I'm not a person that knows everything either. I just, the only thing I could maybe speak about is me as a parent going and dropping my kids in the morning when I have an opportunity. I think school safety is one of the challenges that we're having. Um, I think kids... Um, we have to have a, a better stand, but not only that, but we have to have some form of restorative justice as well. Mm -hmm. um, wraparound service is something I supportive. Um, I believe when there have challenges, we need to have a task committee. I don't know if we don't or we do. Um, that's the per opportunity of bringing for school board is knowing what's available mm -hmm. to our families. 
what things, areas of improvement we need to do, and what kind of strategies we could have uh, in place uh, to help our families out. Um, school safety is the number one priority, and then health. Um, it's important. Um, our nutrition, I think I spoke in our school council once, mm-hmm. and I talked about nutrition, um, where our kids are eating in a school. It's so important. Um, I had a, a conversation with my son, and that's mm-hmm. what geared me uh, to going to our public meeting and mm-hmm. just talking about having salad bars <coughs> in all our schools. But I'm talking about, like, you know how Robert, like, a good salad bar, like Sizzlers, like something that's caused your attention, like you want to eat a salad. It, yeah, I, I've Not eaten just many, I made Every time I make it a point to eat the school lunch whenever I teach mm-hmm. uh, um, Paleo Days or uh, California uh, uh, Gold at the schools, and, uh, um, yeah, like it could use a little improvement. Maybe we could get Max Iyer from Celerities make them one of those salads up over there. But it always smells really good, and I always thank all the hardworking cafeteria yeah. workers. But, uh, like, there, we could improve upon those meals. Absolutely, Robert. I, the only way I know is because I had an opportunity to eat with my kids, too, at school. And yeah. just to see, that's the only way we know. It's by actually going there and trying things. Knowing how it works, mm-hmm. uh, suggesting improvements. Um, another thing that I think and we M- have Michelle Obama yeah. tried working hard yeah. on that for eight years, yeah, and unfortunately, uh, you know, it, they it start, kind of went to the wayside after she left. Unfortunately, but we need to get back on that. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Maybe some may, maybe some good salad and and some good. Pe- well, I like the pizza, but like it's probably not that good for me. But, yeah. Um, uh, and I was going to ask you uh, specifically. Um, how do you feel about the um, the drop off and pickup arrangements around the school uh, um, uh, the school areas where they drop off the kids and they pick them up? How do you feel about that? Well, we, we could pr- always improving, right? There's always ways areas are improving. I drop my kids. Um, I'm a supporter of cross guards. We definitely need cross guards when they cross our kids to school. So I'm so glad that our district supports our cross guards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's some areas of improvement of safety. Um, the gate when our kids go into our school, uh, we should have a staff member present at all times uh, to make sure that door is closed. Um, you know, it just it's just overwhelming. There's a lot of challenges. Um, the drop of zone. What, what if I said it, it's freaking nuts around the schools when they're dropping off kids? Well, I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's congested. I think yeah. we have a bus. And this is we have not just this is a, this out. is mostly on the parents. So, like, how how do you round up the parents to where exactly. they're going to learn to like? Is there a way? Could we like before the the kids actually get to go to school, the parent has to go through a driver safety course around the school, or should we just <laughs> implement that automatically into getting your driver's license? Like, how could we go about this? Because it's a blatant disregard and blatant disrespect for other parents when I see someone just parked there and, and yet okay. everybody gets out or every, and they're sitting there talking, one's fixing their hair, the, you know, like, you know, like other ones, like, you know how the moms put the, the spit on, the spit on there, that get me. That stuff needs, <laughs> that stuff needs to be done um, before school and, and the parents really, now, isn't there, is there a parent orientation that we can work out here or something? <laughs> well, th- those opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. But me as a parent, uh, you're running late to work. You're running to drop out your kids. Um, time sensitive. You've got to be careful with everybody that's coming in school. Um, not only that, but we also have, um, like I have a five-year-old. I, I, I had to drop my, I, had, I, I actually had to take my time and, and park a little away from the school and walk my five-year-old to school. Excellent um, idea. So yeah. that's one of the things that I do because I'm considerate and I know everybody's in a rush, but I have a five-year-old, so I got to be extra careful mm-hmm. when I take it to school. Um, those are one of the things that we could do. Another thing that I feel we, we need help in is, is family engagement. Um, it, I think it's something that we always have talked, candidates always talk about family engagement. It's so necessary in our schools. Um, I think we should concentrate on father engagement. Um, I think we need fathers to step in, uh, be, be more visible, more present, um, and there's also a Nutrient Fathers program that's evidence-based mm-hmm. that we're able to teach our um, fathers different strategies on how they could be present and how they could have a conversation with their father, something that I'm still learning with my father. Uh, mm-hmm. My father grew up without a father himself, so it's hard for him to communicate. It's hard for him to show those emotions. Um, but when I sit down with them and just talk about, like, hey, it's not your fault, let's talk. Um, and then I think that's a good way of us improving that family engagement piece. 
Um, um, Phil, what, what would yes, you sir. what would you say would be the best way to improve the, the with candidates running for an office? What would you say needs the most improvement for that? The most improvement for candidates running for office. Yes, like what what well, what what bugs you the most about it that that would make you not want to be a part of that? Anymore? Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm a teacher, so I would have to say that the in a perfect world, all the candidates would be teachers. I mean, if you if you're to compare it to the military, we're the ones with the boots on the ground. We're in the trenches. We're the ones that see the day to day. We know what students need. They tell us. We know what parents need. They tell us. We're we're dealing with other teachers, we're dealing with the kids, we're dealing with the parents, we're dealing with the community. We know what's going on. Now, I mean, it doesn't give you the, the most clear picture of what schools need, but at the same time, and, 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 and we're not, the ones. And, and, and teachers are not always the best administrators. And, and Definitely not. And Definitely dealing with uh, moving monies around and things. Sometimes you need people who ha have oh, been sure. dealing with oh, that, yeah. that, that kind of money movement and stuff. But, yeah. but definitely... Teachers that do have those skills, I would love to see them running, right? You know, and doing that right. kind of stuff. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, well, what about the atmosphere around um, running, like the negativity that comes up? How do you feel about that? Well, unfortunately, like in my case, you know, some negativity came up, which tells me that I must have been doing pretty well. I must have, I must have had some kind of ground game going on, and that. Um, could, could well, that you make? Could, do you think they could make a rule where that you're not allowed? To do negative stuff? I mean, is that against free speech maybe? I don't know. Like, We actually sign as candidates. You know, it's a decision that you make. Are you going to be disparaging or are you going to mm -hmm. work communal, I guess I'll say. Mm -hmm. yeah. But that doesn't stop others that oh, have Oh, PACs. Yeah. That's where that <laughs> you know, those PACs movement go. Yeah. And, and people who... Do, who just don't Go, care? Right, yeah, yeah. Right. On the outside, there's no lid yeah. on that freedom of speech, and and that's not fair. That that's why I told you earlier, double down. <laughs> double you know, down, yeah. right? Double down. If you down. believe in yourself and you are doing the right thing, do and you're not doing anything wrong, you got to yeah. let the people know. And oh, uh, and then also don't feed the energy to that Correct. if you can't. Um, I do notice in, in the mayoral race right now, it, there it, it does seem like a, one side has a little bit more negative than the other, mm -hmm. but one side has a 20% lead over the other. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I know that negativity does work, yeah. but, like, if you can hear me, team, like, Try to do the good stuff, yeah. you know? Like, I mean, San Bernardino's got yeah. enough negative from the it's LA true. Times and the Press Enterprise and all yeah. them. We, yeah. we don't need it, like, in literature that shows up at our mailbox. And, uh, and, and actually, if, you, if you're actually doing that stuff, uh, I probably won't vote for you. Right. And uh, I bet you a lot of people just toss that in the trash, too. So you're just wasting paper and killing trees. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, try to stay positive and do what, talk about what you do best, right? right. What do you do good? Certainly. Um, and what do you feel is a be, uh, needs to be fixed with the school district since you left? <clears throat> well, with every school district, I think, and especially San Bernardino, um, I've been a teacher for 20 years, so I still remember uh, No Child Left Behind and the testing, just the testing, testing, testing of our students, and then tying those test results to school performance and then tying that to funding mm -hmm. for schools. So we're still reeling from that. We as teachers who came up through No Child Left Behind, and even as, as the credentialing process has gotten more difficult, they're still training teachers in a way, in a manner to teach English and math, and English and math only. And, and English we, and math really don't make money, man. And, and English <laughs> and math, let, let me say, I mean, as a social studies teacher, of course English and math are important, but we all know that teaching the whole child Art and sports yeah, and don't forget science music and, history. and right. science right. and history right. and developing that whole child. Those that's what makes yeah. money. Well, and yeah, and the if whole you teach learning yeah. all the skills, yes, even auto shop and you know you know carpentry, you don't even know where the kid's gonna right. go. But if you just focus yeah. on mm -hmm. literature, reading, and math, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if you're an accountant. You know, but how many accounts do we really have out there, you know? I don't know how many times I've heard from students that say, um, I wouldn't come to school if it weren't for my art class, mm -hmm. or I wouldn't come to school if it weren't mm -hmm. for tennis team. You know, whatever gets them in school and gets them to focus on those classes mm -hmm. that maybe they see are boring or, or the testable classes, mm -hmm. 
you know, we need to develop the whole child. We need to invest back prior to no child left behind. We need to invest back in those the arts and, and those the other music, those other things should sciences. be given equal weight. Equal weight. Yeah, and it's all right to learn math. I mean, we all have yeah. to know how to count. We all need to of know course. how to read, especially if you go into higher education. Exactly. You know, right? You know, writing mm -hmm. writing uh, is like all you do, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and it, mm -hmm. it's important, but like so is like yeah. like I have friends that went from auto shop to owning their own, own automobile auto mechanics business, right? Yeah. yeah of so I mean, like you never know what you know. We need everybody. Yeah. It takes a yeah. village, like they always I say, right? I agree. I agree. So uh, that's sure. that's a great point, and uh, I think No Child Left Behind was a, a you know a lot of people are data driven, so they think that using data is the best way to allocate monies. But let me tell you, uh, they I didn't go through none of that, and I still became a paleontologist, archaeologist, and did the things that I wanted to do as a dream. And that's because teachers saw that in yeah. me and yeah. pushed me in that yeah. direction, yeah. right? So I, I thank you all. I want to dedicate yeah. this to all my past, all the past and present teachers <laughs> out there and the future. We love you very much. And I, every single time I go to a school and I do the career day, which I try to sign up for as many as I possibly mm -hmm. can, I, I, I mean, they ask me, I go, um, I, I tell, I, first thing I ask the kids, I go, what is the most important job out there? I hear police officers, I, I hear firemen, <laughs> I hear doctors, and then eventually after I, you, you know, th there might be one little girl, little boy, and then that do say teacher, but I, I, I always say there's one in this room or there's two in this room, then they all get it. And I, then I explained to them that you can't have a fireman without a teacher. Mm -hmm. You can't have a police officer without a teacher or a doctor. Mm. So teachers are the most important profession out there, and uh, we need more of them. So if you go for it, team. Um, that, now I'm throwing that question on you. This is your job. So, so what so are you improving on? I'm telling you, I, I will have to say one good thing that is that connects to everything that they said is we have what is called Grow Your Own program, right? So we're looking for the student right now that is still and getting ready to graduate to come back and be a teacher. And you would be, a and you probably know, I mean, we have... Is, is there growing your own garden in there? Growing your, well, we're, we're <laughs> added, we've added gardens, you know, to our mental wellness um, yeah! top 10. So gardens are in for there sure. for sure, for sure, because we know that is another outlet, another opportunity for students hands-on doing something different. And I totally agree. You know, there was a myriad of things I was thinking about, what can we approve? And, and I'm always going to say parent engagement. I'm always going to say that because the parents do still feel it's us against them. So we got to improve it. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah, we have to yeah. improve on that. We have to do, I, I, I put it this way in my dissertation is that we have to let them know we want to date them, right? Mm -hmm. That is that part that comes up front. For me to get involved with you, I got to know there's an interest. And we still... We still are challenged with that, for sure, for sure. But what I have seen, especially coming out of the pandemic, are coming, turning the corner on the pandemic. We still have things that are here, but we need to recognize the skill sets, just as was said with our kids. That has to become somewhere in a part of curriculum that we are looking to drive that student's gift that shows up in the classroom that looks as though that, you know, they're they're losing interest. You know, we, yeah, like you said, we got to do math and English and all that. But there's creative ways to do that now. There is no more where we're on the board and we're there's ways that to, to give them skills. When you go home, get the measuring cup, cook cake, do things that we took away that we had back in the day. We had home ec and all of those other skill sets. But we have to work towards this person likes to do this. Now, just because there are three in the classroom, we still have to work. We have to put them together in community opportunities to be able to work towards building upon that is the thing, like you said, it's going to keep them in school and, and because I, I'm going to come because I get to do those things thing, I like. That same thing could be applied to teachers, too. Absolutely. Because absolutely, I, there's nothing mm -hmm. worse than a teacher that doesn't like what they're teaching. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it, should, it works both ways. Yeah. I agree with you. And we, we've seen it. We all know it exists, and that's not putting anyone down, but there's a there's a 
demand that we that there's a there's this big burst of retirements and COVID and everything that is happening. So now everybody's in there trying to help. But we then have to still, as a board member, we have to look back and see what's working, though. You know, sometimes you got to do that emergency stuff. But now, you know, how do we begin to take what is happening now and get everyone positioned in the right place? And that's really what makes a successful district is when everyone is where they need to be and should be and enjoying what they're doing. And so I look to, you know, to take situations and say, you know, I know what we did in the past. I know what we could have done in the past, but we got to move forward because these students that we're dealing with right now are very creative. They're different. They can teach. They can do just things that we never could have imagined. And we, we have to release that. Otherwise, they're gone. I mean, I'm hearing kids now that they're not even interested in graduating. It's not It's not because it's this teacher, that teacher. It's just our environment and the way things have happened. They're just not interested in it. And then you, then you tell them, well, you want to do two more years and four more years after you graduate? No. To do more math? To do more English? No. So we're connecting pathways. That's one big uh, thing that I've been working on, even before we got to this campaign, was engaging again with our laborers and our unions and people that are out there that want to work with our district and create these skill sets that we don't ever talk about. California <coughs> Conservation Corps, those type of things. Those are jobs for certain students that want to do that. Yeah, yeah my, my, I come from a long line of construction mm -hmm, workers, mm -hmm. and I didn't take one construction class, even though I, I was a go. construction worker a long time for me myself, right. too. And all those skills went into archaeology. Right that I right. learned through school. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, it, I wish it would have taught a little more. Yeah. That's why I, yeah. I like bringing that kind of stuff yeah. to the schools. Yeah. Um, the last question here, uh, we have how many minutes? I have seven minutes left, so uh, try to be uh, quick. Um, <laughs> the future. What do you see in the future, uh, whatever you're going to do in, in, in the, um, the school system? Well, Robert, thanks for asking the question. Uh, I think things that we could do, we could always improve on all things. Uh, I think we need a desperate need of new leadership. Uh, we currently don't have a superintendent uh, on the helm of the San Bernardino City Unified District Board. Uh, we currently don't have an assistant superintendent for the San Bernardino City Unified District Board. Um, I believe um, the new uh, candidates that are coming in have a huge responsibility of electing somebody uh, to fill that seat. It's a big responsibility. It's about 46,000 students that we have currently in the San Marino City Unified District Board. Um, but not only that, I, I like, I think a lot of uh, negativity that I've gotten is my experience. And what I want to tell our, our candidates is sometimes you don't need that experience when you leave with a heart and to make the right decision when it's right. Uh, I'm a parent of three little ones. I have a five-year-old that we have an opportunity really to invest and really focus. And one of the issues that I have is there's no really programming for PK. We're not, we as a district do not have any programs unless you're low income and really low income and you're ever qualified for a state programming. So that's a, an investment that we can make. Um, I'm so glad that uh, Philip is here. Uh, I used to also play tennis. Tennis was an opportunity for me to involve in high school. So we have a lot of things that we could do. Um, father engagement, it's one of the most important things. That, that, that's good. All right. All right. Go, go ahead, Phil. <laughs> okay, so the future of San Bernardino City Unified is tied to the future of San Bernardino. And we just have to stop this idea that these two entities are separate. And, and what I was doing and what I continue to do is make those business con those connections downtown with the city and make those connections in the school board and stop this idea that the future of San Bernardino City Unified is different than the future of San Bernardino itself. And we need to we need to have communication. As far as I know, right now we do not have any communication. They are not talking. And we need to change that. And and with that, I see a brighter future for each. I mean, it's it's just bound to happen. Great point. Uh, um, and Gwen Absolutely. Like, I'm going to take you with me on the road because that is exactly what the county is all about, not being in the silos. It's San Bernardino County, but San Bernardino City is definitely a part of that, right? And so we want alignment across the board. We want accountability. We want integrity. But you also want people that are committed to doing the job. And that's what's important to me. I will make this correction. 
we we have assistant superintendents that are that are governing right now and we're calling them administrators in charge rotating but we don't have a deputy is probably what you meant to say and so we we are on the helms right now with city unified waiting to be able to bring in our new leadership but when it comes to what i want to do with the county i want to uh, take the bandwidth of all the things i've learned in the city because this is a very large district um that other districts are a lot smaller, but to be able to take that knowledge, that skill, that those abilities, and and get on a county board and be able to be collaborative across the board. If it's good over here, it should. If it's good for kids here, it should be good for kids here, and we begin to close that gap as we work together. And and, and hopefully, uh, like you're saying, the the future of our city yeah. is a future of our county, it, of right? All I of mean, it. You of could, all and of then it. you could you could keep yeah. going if you really want to. Yeah. Um, um, I, I want to thank you all uh, for, for coming on. Uh, really quickly, how do they find out more information about you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook, uh, Francisco, uh, number four, education. I also, I, I open a website as well. You can follow me at Francisco for education as well. And um, feel free to reach out to me, email as well, uh, Francisco for education at gmail.com. It's a great way of reaching me. Same, you can find me on Instagram, Ugaldi School Board. Um, also, the website, ugaldischoolboard.com. And then also, my email is on there. And um, yeah, please reach out to me. Any, I'm, I'm looking at 2024. So, all yes. Right, all right. There all we right. go. And you can find me on uh, Instagram. Um, you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, Gwen Dowdy Rogers, Gwen Dowdy. Or you can reach out to me at Gwen for School Board. And, at gmail.com. And, and, and when, when Gwen wins. And they'll, when they'll with Gwen. A, yeah, when, <laughs> and when Gwen wins, there'll be a seat open, right? Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, all right, team, uh, please tune in for uh, next week. Uh, we will have a, a director of Parks and Rec for San Bernardino City talking about festival, Lady Gutfeld, and uh, hopefully Vanessa, or her, um, um, the, dep the deputy. <laughs> and uh, it, it should be a great show. Um, I Love San Bernardino will be involved doing history um, over there at uh, Festival, which will be October 8th at Sucumbi Lake and uh, from 10 to 6 p.m. It's going to have all cultures. We're just going to have a good old time. We're going to have gold panning. We're going to have history. We're going to have performances. Please come. Bring the kids. Bring the family. It's going to be great. And this is Robert Porter with the I Love San Bernardino County Radio Show. And we are out of here. <laughs>